past time, man. So we got to get going live. So yeah, we're going to talk about the future. We'll talk about the present. We'll talk about um, with the systems that we're coming out with, the systems that we've used to get us. All right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guests guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Ultimately, I just want to go through some of the things that might help you with your vision. If you have a vision that you're pursuing, drop a link in the comments and let us know what that is. If that's a business or a brand, um, if it's a nonprofit that you run, be happy to promote it, be happy to talk to you about it. And if you'd like to apply to be on Vision Pros and be interviewed about that vision, then by all means, feel free to reach out. <laughs> Welcome to Vision Bros Live, everybody. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, CEO of First Class Business, co-founder, Able Health, CEO of Podbooker as well, and my co-host, Jaime Jimenez, hey. is project manager at First Class Business. We are having so much fun today. Um, we're excited to talk about visions and visionaries and, and how you go about finding your own vision, etc. There's much to be said there. Jaime, dude, thanks for jumping on with me today. I appreciate it, man. Of course, of course, man. I'm here always to support whenever you need it. I'm, I'm the fall guy. So I know, man. It's you've been amazing. So here we are, like letting the little like video intro stream, and me and Jaime, we're, we're making faces at each other. <laughs> we're dancing in the background. It's, oh, man, it's all blast. about it's all about getting pumped up. I mean, that's that's mindset. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. for real. For real, it, it totally is. So uh, we're, we're going to talk about unleashing your vision to the world. Not Jaime's vision, not my vision, but you you who are listening. Um, I personally believe that everybody in this world is a visionary in their own right, in their own space. Most people feel a little bit uncomfortable with that word and they don't really know how to talk about it, but it's so important. And I want to share why I consider everyone a visionary in this world. So everybody's a visionary in this world because you are ultimately the person who gets to choose where you want to go in life, what you want to make of your life. And yes, some people come from circumstances where that's much harder to do than others. But at the end of the day, we do get to make our choices. Um, and yes, this podcast is specifically designed around the people who have the strange and unique blessing of being able to project a vision and build a vision that helps and serves others. Um, so Jaime knows quite a bit about that himself. His background really intrigues me. Um, so Jaime, let's put you on the hot seat. Um, yeah. You know, you tell us a little bit about where you grew up, what that was like, um, you know, and maybe some of the the contrast that you've seen in life um, related to different lifestyles and and what's brought you to this point where you work with first class business. If you can summarize that somewhat in like two to three minutes, let's yep. start there. I'll, I'll try and do so because I tend to extend, but yeah, of course. So <laughs> I, I was born in Pereira, Colombia. I lived most of my childhood uh, normally as a Colombian kid until I was nine. And then my parents immigrated to the U.S. I lived uh, there five years. I was blessed to be able to. Uh, Where at? I, I lived in Virginia. I lived in. Oh wow! In Alexander. That's a random state. State. No, no, state Virginia. What do you mean? What do you mean random? It's it's a. It's <laughs> what, what city were you in? I was I was in Alexander, so I grew up there. I I went to school. I learned my English. It took me. Good. I would say anywhere from three to six months to learn I mean, English, and it was Jack, really really so hard. It's my state. <laughs> yeah, to me, like totally normal. Like, my, my my brother and sister live there, and I've I've done like business there as well. So I, I it's normal. What do you mean? It's that that's cool. I've never been random. to Virginia. I need to go sometime. I don't think I've been to Virginia. I think it's one of the few states. So <laughs> no, it's, yeah, like it's, most people go beautiful. to Texas or New York or California, and so that's what I mean. Like it's it's one of the oh cool. That's a surprise. But it's, it's totally different from the cities you just mentioned. It's Absolutely, like, I like, bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so <laughs> going, I grew up sorry, there, I, I studied, I, I, I got to know the, the American culture, and I brought that back to me when I was 15. 
I finished my high school here. I did my college, um, uh, international business major. And then from there, I started working um, between things. I did like uh, sport coaching and, and so forth for a couple of years until I actually landed a job. And I worked for a U.S. company that was based in Miami. And then we did um, we did a lot of things. <laughs> so we did uh, with the Did you say you graduated with, high school at 15 years old? Did no. Did I misunderstand uh, that? No, no, no. Okay, uh, so you graduated around 18? When I, I went back to Columbia when I was 15. So okay. I finished my high school and then I went on to do college. And so for the last company that I worked for, we did like different things between uh, business coaching, we did uh, personal coaching for people, and then we also did sports coaching. And we also ran an international soccer program, which allowed me to travel the world and in, like different parts of the world. And it was really wow. fun because we had events everywhere, like Aruba, Mexico. Um, we even had uh, Italy and then a lot of states in, within the U.S. and also Colombia as well. So I was able to interact with different cultures and, and be exposed to different types of people, actually. So I, I've actually met a lot of entre entrepreneurs and, and I've seen like the different styles between the different cultures and everything that goes on. So that's a little bit of my background and what I've been able to do and how I've been able to interact and use um, my, my knowledge from actually college. So that did work for me. College did work for me and it led me to want to get to know different uh, cultures. And, and so that's why I like to continue learning every day. I want to learn something new. See, I love that. And yeah. as some people know, I'm a college dropout, but it's not because college is bad. It's because I didn't know how to utilize college for my benefit. I didn't know how I didn't have that training, and I didn't figure it out. I wasn't smart enough at that age to figure out, okay, this network of people is here to incubate me into a productive adult. I was not anywhere close to being ready for that, but you were. And so you got the benefit out of that. Um, and then you went and toured with these uh, soccer programs and stuff, which is amazing. It's a very prominent worldwide sport. Most people in America now know that, um, you know, <laughs> but it's like dominating the world in terms of entertainment and, and value that it brings to cultures. So what types of leagues did you participate in? Where did that take you? What was one of your favorite memories from that? Um, well, I, I got to travel to Italy three years, and that's like the biggest experience I had because I between those three years, I had to one way or another learn Italian. So I know basic Italian, and like I, I started using Google Translate and, and whatever I could use, like Duolingo or 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 simply just asking people like what certain things meant. And I had to email people, do hotel uh, agreements, do meal planning, transportation. And I had to do all that based off like my own learning of the language. So I, I truly enjoy that. So every was time- Was this I for traveled, a league or a program? What was it called? It was, it, it's a program. It's a program. And we actually like did camps. And from those camps, players were selected and they went to play different uh, tournaments, which we also coordinated. So it wasn't like actual like different leagues. It's, it's a, an international program. And then we participated in different tournaments. We actually, the first year I went to Italy, we participated in the AC Milan, which is a pretty big club in Italy. And, and we did their tournament. Yeah. So, AC Milan is the team you wanted to be when you played FIFA soccer in 2005. I remember that. That was the team you wanted to have. Uh, I was really good at that <laughs> on the 64 or whatever it was. Uh, how are they doing right now? Um, they're actually they're actually very good. They're in the they're in like the higher stage of the Champions League, and they're actually going to be playing Benfica if I'm not uh, mistaken. Almost that 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 would be the semifinals. So they're actually doing pretty good, and they ended up being champions. Last year, after a lot of years without being being in the top, so they're actually doing excellent this year. So I'm, I'm glad to excited. hear that. That's awesome. That's really cool, man. I'm gonna throw this on the screen too while we're talking about this. So, um, again, if you are a rising visionary or an established visionary, we're gonna be revealing some of the secrets behind how we've launched Vision Pros Live, why we've launched it the way that we have, where we're going with it, how it's going to ultimately benefit for any of you who are trying to unlock your own visionary nature. And I don't know if people will stick around and listen to our show religiously for 10 years. Um, you know, and I don't even know if we'll run it for 10 years. I imagine it will mold and morph and 
and uh, turn into evolve into new opportunities um, like a full-on media production is one of the one of the elements that I can see Vision Pros turning into. But some people are going to be transitioning from, hey, I want to be inspired to become a visionary to, you know what, I want to go produce my own show. I want to go produce my own reality and I need more time dedicated to building than it is to seeing. So yes, why, why consider everyone a visionary is because you have your control over your own, own story and your own destiny ultimately to an extent. Um, you know, how do you know if you are a visionary? That's a different question. It doesn't matter what I say. It matters what you know about life and, and what you, what you think and believe. So um, I know that for me, I discovered that uh, that I'm a visionary and that I have big visions through the process of trying to launch so many ideas in my life and having so much, just thinking differently about the world, kind of being always outside of the box and realizing that almost everybody I talk to is like, you're very unique. You're very different, very weird. You know, I don't like talking to you, um, you know, or yeah, you inspire me. Like the polarizing effects that I have on people for good and for bad and have been ping-ponged throughout life with that made me realize like, okay, no, I, I definitely see the world very differently than other people do. What about you, Jaime? Um, what do you consider yourself a visionary? And well, how did you find that if you do? Well, I do consider myself a visionary, but that was, that was recent. It isn't, it isn't. It isn't <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. As I, as I continue growing, I saw that my attitude and the way I talk to people and the way I saw things, uh, cause I, I tend to be a natural problem solver. So whenever I see a problem, I want to jump in and do something. <laughs> yes, and and I, I realized, <laughs> I realized people don't do that. So I was like, okay. Yeah. So if you're a visionary and you're, you're definitely with a entrepreneur spirit, you're definitely going to be weird. So I do, I do consider myself a visionary. And I think that is also very important for you to analyze yourself, see what ideas you have and simply just go for them. As you're a visionary, you shouldn't be scared to jump in and do the things that you want to do. As long as you have a passion for it and that you see that it adds value. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's what it is all about. Oh, man, I love that. I'm, I'm going to put these words in your mouth a little bit because you more or less said it. We're just going to make sure that you actually believe it. You said if you're a problem solver, you're a visionary. You alluded to that. Is that what you meant? Uh, yes and no. Okay, um, teach me. It's, it's, it's just because I, I was trying to put my understanding of how I, I came to realize mm -hmm. it. But it's not necessarily – I well, I don't think necessarily – you are a visionary if you're a problem solver because you could no. be a visionary and there's people that just have a tons of ideas but they get the right person to solve that issue or solve or, or get that vision done so you don't necessarily have to be that action person as long as you have that vision and you're able to find the right team to put it together well the great news is i get to steal the quote now um, so <laughs> I, and actually yeah. i need to just change it so that it's mine because what i heard you say is what i feel too i'm like well wait a second you're because if if you're solving a problem right a problem that exists and you're creating a future solution right a solution that doesn't exist and you envisioned that solution so it, uh, it that's so i'll take credit for the, for the I'll, quote i'll take it back because <laughs> i did say something similar to that <laughs> you did you can have it i'm fine with that <laughs> i believe you did create it you created it within me so that's cool man so and and it just goes back to the concept that i really do believe people everybody out there has a vision now you might be surrounded by people who block your vision right people who are downers debbie downers you know or negative neds about what you're trying to do and that makes it hard to want to admit that you're a visionary. It makes it hard to want to talk about your visions. Um, and uh, at the same time, that's why I surround myself with people who appreciate the visions I'm putting out in the world and who want to sustain and build it with me. So, um, you know, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, again, we're going to go into the future of, of where we've come from, where we're going. Y'all probably noticed, uh, those who've seen since the beginning, some of the post-production effects that we've added to it. You know, like the like the logos of the water project being involved. That's our desire to raise awareness for that particular program, um, you know, and get the water project's name out there. Sometimes we talk about it. Sometimes we contribute financially to it. Sometimes we just leave it there 
so that people understand, oh man, I should probably check out what that is. Same thing with the other logos we have here as sponsors, um, Epiphany and Able Health, allowing us to utilize their logos. Those are not paid for sponsorships, um, but we invest in them every day and they invest in us every day and the mutual relationships that we have. And I've gained so much knowledge from Dr. Seth Yates of Able Health, my business partner in that venture, and Rick Meekins, my friend and colleague over at Epiphany and Converge. So we it's one of our ways to honor them and also create a vision for monetizing this channel for the benefit of everybody by eventually going to people who may want to sponsor this long term and saying, hey, here's the value of what we have. Here's the audience that we have. If you want to be in front of that audience, what value do you have to provide where they can then pay for that sponsorship? It's it's called vision painting um, in this instance. I learned that term from a fantastic entrepreneur um, in Toronto, Canada. Um, and I, I honestly, I cannot remember his name. Um, but I know he was on Broadway. And as he talked about his vision for the nonprofit that he was launching and talked about that vision painting, it unlocked a reality for me to, to help understand how to help people move forward with processes that don't necessarily exist yet. And that's how Vision Pros started. Vision Pros did not exist. We did not know what we were doing. Um, and so we'll come back to, again, who you think of visionaries. If you want to you know, comment for us, uh, you know, who's a visionary to you? Um, one that you look up to or one that you don't like. It can be either one. Um, and we'll talk about good and bad visionaries in a minute. But in terms of uh, vision painting, um, you know, and, and realizing that, okay, I can be more precise about what I want to put out in this world. Vision Pros was incubated, so to speak, when I was talking to a nephew of mine who did not like learning about the fundamentals of life. Um, he, he's very intellectual, very smart. And he thought it was stupid um, that, that people ultimately talk in circles about the same things over and over. And I wanted to name my podcast Talking in Circles to somewhat honor him and somewhat tease him because that's how the fundamentals work. You want to build around the fundamentals so you get great at them. And that's what drives championship behavior um, is sticking to the basics. So I got ready to launch it. And... I, I was watching an episode or a highlight probably on YouTube is more likely of Jimmy Fallon. I find him very funny. Um, and so I was watching that episode. And as I watched it, I was probably two weeks away from launching. And I thought, Jimmy shows up to this show every single day. Somehow he never gets sick, right? Somehow he never misses. He's there every night at the exact same time. And I was at a point in my life where I was like, no. No, I do not want to be chained down to an, to to this podcast thing. Maybe someday I'll launch in series. Maybe someday I'll launch in different events. But I knew in my heart and mind that it was a hard no back then that I was not supposed to launch the podcast at that time. And uh, so I started building more and more companies and working with others. Finally got first class business launched. And then I told my team, a few team members, about the podcast stuff. We had it logged in Asana. Um, where we keep track of our project management. And I kept assigning this podcast thing to different people, right? Some people stayed in the company, some people left. Um, you know, some people are, you know, looking for more structure um, than what a startup can provide, for instance. Um, and so they, they got access to it, but it probably took me like five to 10 to 15 people, maybe more closer to 15 people for the right people to come along and realize, hey, let's build this. And that's how Vision Pros was ultimately incubated, was through a series of learning about the backend processes, helping support other paths, they're doing things, and then finding the right people who moved it along. And Jaime is one of those MVPs. I can't give him the full MVP yet. There's, there's still room to decide. Him and Gabriela are neck and neck on this. Cynthia's right there too, helping. But I have an MVP caliber team who's doing the best right but at the end of the day we all work together as a as a strong team and unit and they've done a phenomenal job of pulling vision pros forward i ultimately i have i don't feel like i've done a whole lot to make this thing happen otherwise other than show up and run my mouth so, you you've uh, done let's get your perspective you on <laughs> you've done you've done a okay. lot what are you talking about you're 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 the main pusher of everything yeah, but no, I, I definitely agree. I mean, our design team is is phenomenal in all areas. Whatever whatever we do, the the design team always has that start, uh, that star. 
So it's 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 important to give them like a lot of huge. Like credit. That See, that's what you didn't also get privy to, right? Is like you might not have been there for the conversations with the design team, right? Where I'm trying to come up with a concept, and they're like nailing it down. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you created what I wanted to create, but I really didn't. Like that's what I mean by it. It's like it was a complete mutual effort. And so yes, I we couldn't have done it without me, but I could have never ever brought this to fruition without your help without Cynthia, without Gabrielle, without Zach also. Like Zach unlocked our YouTube channel a long time ago by producing what I, I taught. He never done a video production before, ever. Did you know that? Nope, I didn't. All of our first videos on YouTube were done by Zach. Oh, cool. Every single one of them. He's a web developer. He liked the idea of it. He jumped in and, and helped me out. I, I guided him to what we learned at Video Power. Um, I And I know how to optimize videos as far as like telling people what to do, but I suck at design. I think you know that by now. You've seen my design mock. <laughs> I see, right? I see your, your... <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's ugly. It's ugly. Um, <laughs> it's it's terrible. Um, but now that I have a design team that's helping us move it forward, they design what I come up with. And then I step back and I'm like, that's beautiful. But I did not describe that well at all. Um, you know, I'm like, and that's doesn't even make sense. Um, and it's not the design's fault. It's my fault. I didn't have a very clear vision of what I needed. But then the design team gets me so much clarity. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, that sucked, but it's not y'all's fault. It's my fault. But now I see exactly how we can fix it. And then we come out with these amazing designs that I, that I put up in the office where I'm like, okay, man, I've got super clarity now about what it is we do and how we do it. The same is true again for podcasts, launching a podcast, vision, you know, building out Vision Pros Live. And whatever type of vision you're building, um, there's too many people who, let me see here. When you think of a visionary, who do you think of? You know, if, I don't know if anybody answered that. It's fine if you didn't. You know, I think of people. Who do you think of, Jaime? Visionaries. Visionaries, the biggest one that I can think of is Elon Musk. Yeah, that's what I, I thought of. Like he's, he's, he's different. He's, he's the, the modern Einstein, the modern Thomas Edison, right? Yeah. Like people think he's an alien. Like he, he, he I can believe that. People think I'm an alien. So Dean literally calls me an alien uh, probably once a week. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, he is. He's he's absolutely absolutely different. Who else do you think of? Um, I guess innovation it has to be like through Amazon. Maybe Jeff Bezos. Yeah, like everything yeah, that he's, he's done with Amazon and how he's pulling everything together and and bringing like everything forward. And now he's trying like to get things automated as well and getting like packages two places without the need of of anyone i mean that's that's still moving forward and there's so many things that he's doing so yeah it's, for it's sure have you seen a picture of them like 20 years ago and today have you ever seen no. those correlate it's so funny because they were like like awkward normal people like us like like just like without you know much, much and then they go through this transition of becoming billionaires and next thing you know they've got like their hair done perfectly and they're good looking and they, they look like celeb you know they're, they've become celebrities ultimately um, I've, I've only seen the picture of like they, they show jeff bezos and um in a yacht and he's all like pumped up and he's like all muscular and then they show yeah. elon musk and he's like all white <laughs> he's like, uh <laughs> so, he does a good job of covering that huh yeah <laughs> that's funny oh man that's awesome and so yeah it's it's funny if you go on google and you look up the difference between their past and their present you know like they're balding with like funky hair and now all of a sudden they've got hair again um you know or jeff shaved it off and and owned the fact that he's he's a good looking bald dude so it's just it's funny to see the transformation they go through but really we get distracted by the actual visionary what people don't often think about and realize is that it's not just them, right? There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are supporting and building their visions. Um, you know, and ultimately when it comes down to it, there are millions of people ultimately cheering those visions on as well. And yes, there's an equal proportion or even a greater proportion of people who absolutely hate what they're doing right or wrong. I'm not about I'm not about judging that or figuring that out. Um, what I'm what I'm getting at, though, is no matter what your vision is, you're probably going to have an equal proportion of people who love what you're trying to build and people who will want to tear it down um, and, and people who will hate what it is that you're up to. And that's something that you have to ultimately condition yourself 
to become comfortable with as a visionary is you become a target. Um, and if you're not careful about finding people or you're not built with an infrastructure, like, like I don't know Jeff's story or Elon's story very well, but I do know that Bill Gates is very open about the fact that his parents are one of his greatest um, foundations for his success. And they teed him up in all sorts of ways, like connecting him against his will to Warren Buffett. Um, you know, his mom made him take that meeting. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's important to realize that the visionary, uh, you know, if you've got a vision and you're hoarding it or you're hiding it and you're scared to get it out there, well, that's fine if you want it to just be yours and you don't want it to expand. But if you want it to expand and you want it to get out there um, and, and you've got to be willing to be vulnerable with that vision, you've got to be willing to allow people to laugh at you, to mock it, to try to destroy it. Um, and uh, ultimately have the the valiant nature of moving it forward. I'm going to come back to that valiant nature thought in just a minute uh, in regards to a poet from Argentina or Uruguay. I don't remember where he's from. I'm going to look it up. But before I before I do that, um, let's move to the next topic. Um, we talked about good and bad visionaries a little bit. I'm going to throw up a ticker here um, that uh, in regards to bad visionaries. Um, and who are some examples? I mean, let's just let the audience go on that. Feel free to take the torch from me wherever you want to go right now. As far as the future of Vision Pros and what it's going to provide to people or what you've gained out of the process or wherever you want to go, man. Show's yours. Yeah, I mean, Vision Pros, like I, I didn't know much about podcasting before this. So it's been a... a How do I do the other one? <laughs> How do I do the other one? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the exact opposite of what I wanted. Uh, yeah. So... Um, so I, I didn't know much about this, but as, as I got into it, um, I mean, podcasting is the next thing. Like this is the next media source that people are looking to have. So everyone is looking for podcasts. They're listening every day and they're tuning in to find different people and in interesting people that they can relate to. So our vision is also to have people in here and have them share their stories share their successes and share their, their businesses as as they move forward and they grow. So we've had a lot of interesting people in the past and I recommend you guys go and watch them all because they've all been fantastic. They've shared their vision, they share where they're at, their difficulties and whatever successes they've had already in life. So moving forward with the podcast, we want to continue growing our audience and we want to continue putting everything in place so that we're in a position where we can actually help even more the visionaries that are coming into um, our podcast. And moving forward, we also want to be able to reach different types of audiences. So we've been with coaches, life coaches. Um, we've been with business coaches, executive coaches, and we've been with uh, different entrepreneurs in, in different areas like sales, like business uh, development, and, and, and like, this is where we want to continue taking uh, the podcast. We want to make it grow. And right now we're installing and we're having to implement everything necessary for us to grow that audience and help, um, and help however we can the, the visionary entrepreneurs that are coming in. Absolutely, man. Thank you for, for saying that while I was running to the other room, you know, Jaime's probably looking at me in the bottom corner, like, what's that? Where's Jackson going? Um, <laughs> I was going to grab this. Um, this is one of the things that I purchased uh, right before leaving Uruguay after my two years there. And I bought it because it was cool looking. Um, that's really the only reason I bought it. I did not know how much I'd come to love this quote. Um, and then I lost it um, in, in one of my moves and one of my boxes that I decided not to open here. Um, and, you know, I was looking for something else last night. I came across it again and it was perfect because last week I was trying to quote it, but I had forgotten the quote. I just remembered how important like the quote had become to me. So this is from uh, and I, I had to look up the context real quick because I totally butchered the story. Um, and don't quote me on this either. If you can, you can correct me if you find the true story and I'm wrong, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm fine with being wrong. Martin Fierro is what I what I saw as a poem I, about it's like a. 2300 line poem. It's very, very long. Um, and this is an excerpt from it. According to whoever put this together, 
I don't even know if that's true because I've, I've never read the poem. Um, so this might not have anything to do with it. Um, you know, it might be marketing manipulation at its best um, from like, hey, let's just sell this to some some American, um, you know, who's willing to buy. It. I don't know. Um, but I do. I do love the context. There's so much truth in what it says. And it says you should be prudent when facing extreme danger. Um, if you are, then you will always uh, then, and then siempre se sarra mejor andando con advertencia. Um, you should always be moving forward with awareness um, is what I gain out of that. And then it says, porque no está la prudencia reñida con el valor. Um, and so it talks about you can't, you know, you can't have bravery, true bravery without wisdom. Wisdom does not surrender to bravery. It goes hand in hand. Um, and I thought that was amazing. And especially how it's combined with this uh, gaucho, this cowboy, who's probably taming this bronco. That's my guess, um, is that he's working on that, that process. And, and, you know, you wouldn't just jump on a random wild horse without any training, you know, and, and expect a good outcome. Not, not most people, um, you know, at least that's not, that's not true bravery. Right. But being able to being able to tame a wild animal, whether that's yourself, you know, or an, or an animal that's out there, um, you know, or go into a situation and and uh, that's kind of dangerous. Do something like put your vision out to the world. I'm not saying do it haphazardly. I'm saying you want to be prudent about it. You want to be wise about it, calculated. You want to find the right people around you to support you in the process and know that there's a reason it's in your heart. There's a reason it's in your mind. There's something special that you're called to, to do with that. Um, but it's not something for me or Jaime or anybody else to guide you on. And Jaime did mention, like going back to the past episodes and watching those, if you feel called to do so, then absolutely. Right. And, and I, I'm very careful about what I consume, how much time I spend consuming, because I'm a producer, not a consumer. So if I, if I know I need something to overcome a specific block in life, then I will get the book on the subject or go talk to the expert on the subject, right? I will go find the answer. I will see what my mentors say about it. But if, if it's not extremely purposeful, I don't like and aligned with what I want my vision to be. I don't waste my time on it. I, I won't go back and watch the, the episodes um, just to watch the episodes and follow somebody. I recommend that you become more purposeful um, with, with what it is that you decide to, to put your time towards, even if that means not listening to vision pros, um, you know, because it's a, a distraction or adds to the noise of what you need in life. So let's talk about these bad visionaries a little bit, right? Bad people, so to speak. I'm not a really, I gotta get my quotes in the right spot for this, uh, but- uh, We can help you with that here. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you, there we go. No, I still messed it up, just for you. Uh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, are there bad visionaries too? Who are some examples? What can we learn from them? Can bad people exercise good virtues, right? These are very important things to pay attention to. We live in a society that reacts, right? Can virtues be utilized to cause destruction? And is a visionary perfect? All of these questions are things that most people that I know don't have the peace of mind and heart to slow down and answer appropriately. That's not everybody, but I know a lot of people who struggle with that. So when you look at bad visionaries, who comes to mind, Jaime, if I say bad visionaries? It's like a trap question almost, but it's it's not. There's yeah, something I, I would say. For some reason, I think of um, bad presidents. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Kim Jong-un, I just looked them up. I wanted to- Kim Jong-un, yeah. North Korean guy? Yep, he's, I mean- I'd say so. Scary. Hey, scary. Right. From what we know, from what I know, from my perspective, um, you know, I'm not trying to soften to um, to shy away from the reality of how I feel regarding that. I just know that um, I don't know him personally, um, you know, but I, what I've seen, what I've learned, what I've heard, like, that's a dude you don't mess with. Um, you know, that's doing things that, you know, when I think about the people that I've heard of in the North Korean concentration camps, my heart aches and hurts, you know, for that reality based on what I know about concentration camps, which takes me back to bad visionary Adolf Hitler. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm not the final judge on things, but holy crap, you know, the amount of suffering and pain that, that was caused to people throughout the world because of his vision um, is something that creates an extreme darkness 
Um, and at the same time, I think it's also very helpful to read the old school original self-development book that existed in life after the Bible, um, after Cor the Quran and all, all those other types of books. But there's one called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. And in that book, he does a phenomenal job. Somehow in the 1840s, 1830s, long before the internet existed, he did an amazing, amazing job of articulating the fact that as a man thinketh, so is he. And showcasing how great people, um, you know, good people, fall victim of consequences due to the lack of virtues associated with that aspect of life wherever they're falling. And, and evil people, if you will, bad people rise to success, not because they are evil, but because they have virtues that they exercise and in some regard, I'll add to James's thoughts, manipulate um, in order to achieve their certain outcomes. Um, but we sometimes get stuck looking at their life as a whole and the negative and the, the bad that they do and ignore the virtues that they possess that drove their success. And that's to our own detriment. Do you know where I'm going with that, Jaime, or do you want me to expound? Um, I, I haven't read As a Man Thinketh, and that is one of – it is in my must-read. It is. Uh, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for my Amazon points. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very smart. But that, that is one of my, my go-to books. I, I, I've heard a lot about that book. It's, it's a base pillar for a lot of visionary entrepreneurs. And I haven't read it, so I don't want to bug in and, and, and make an opinion on something I haven't read or, or have an uh, in-depth uh, knowledge of. So, <laughs> Dude, one of the things that we've talked about is tagging the, the thought leaders that we talk about on the show, right? Um, and that way they can join us. I would personally be freaked out if James Allen joined our show right now because he's been dead for like 100 years. Um, 150. So <laughs> let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, but at the same time, it's a good resource to put out there for sure. So as a man thinketh, yes. And and I'll, I'll expound a little bit on, on what I was talking about then. So for instance, let's take somebody polarizing, uh, like whether it's LeBron James or Donald Trump um, or the current president, Joe Biden, um, you know, anybody out there, you know, a lot of people are going to just like click off right now that I mentioned those names. Um, protect yourself, listen, you know, sit, take a step back and try to hear the truth that exists and what I say next, which is, you know, one thing about all three of those individuals is they all practice the art of diligence to a certain degree, right? They, they try hard, you know, even when Biden falls off his bike in front of the world, he gets back up. Um, you know, um, even when Trump is, you know, exercising, you know, improper, perhaps authority over people. Um, you know, that he's still, he's still diligent. You, you know, we cannot, we, we probably shouldn't deny the diligence that exists, even when he golfs, right? Is he diligently socializing? Um, you know, is he getting out there and, and golfing? LeBron James, uh, I, I'm kind of biased. I do have quite the fan. Uh, I'm quite the <laughs> fanboy um, for all things basketball and especially the, uh, the leader of the points column now. Um, and you know, diligence, diligence is a virtue that the man possesses. Um, Marie Forleo, um, you know, you can look at mother Teresa, same thing. Um, and I, I would say that both of them are very diligent individuals. So the question that I pose to my children and that I hope the world can gravitate back or gravitate towards, not back towards, but towards is assessing people, not based on who's good and evil, but what virtues is a person utilizing and do they possess to create the strengths that they have in their life, right? Because if you can look at that and you can assess people based on strengths and based on their weaknesses, it can help you learn how to emulate the same thing in your life. Um, and so I'm grateful for my mom giving me a series of books called the Virtue Books, I believe. And each character in the book was somebody in history related to the virtue that they possessed that helped them accomplish the things that they wanted to accomplish. And I'm looking forward to my kids getting to an age where we can start building that same type of a program for the future. So that's not necessarily related to Vision Pro's future and what we're building, but it is related to your vision and moving forward, your vision in life and being bold enough to accept that good and bad people, as you might call them, leverage virtues in order to grow their success. And if you leverage virtues in your life, you're likely to also 
build more success for yourself. Any thoughts on that, Jaime? It's it's also like you mentioned LeBron James. We could put it in the soccer world. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. It's yeah. a person that that has that consistency and that mentality to also be careful but continue moving forward. So that um, man I, consistently, consistently takes his shirt off after goals and shows his <laughs> muscles. <laughs> and he has every right to. He's a good-looking dude. Um, and he's an amazing soccer player. Absolutely. Good. Well, well said. Lionel Messi, right? Right up there with him um, on that. So well said. Anything else you want to add regarding that? Or do you want to showcase some of what we're up to with Vision Pros on the back end, some of the systems we've gone through? I'm totally fine with that. I think it could be helpful for yeah. those who are – building out their podcast to know. So you talk about RSS feeds, feel free to pull it up. I'll just, I'll, unless do you want to rattle off some things or do you want me to uh, go, go ahead? I'm, I'm sharing right now. Okay. So uh, things that I have not touched and I've learned about and seen for years, but I'm grateful for Jaime who's and the team who built this out. So you got RSS.com to help distribute the platform and realizing how much you got to pay to get those episodes distributed across the different platforms. You got Google Podcasts, right? One area, one niche of people who have a certain device to access the podcast. You've got Spotify, Amazon, Samsung Podcasts. You know, I don't ever use Samsung phones. I think they're crap, by the way. Um, and there's the- My, my phone is a Samsung. <laughs> well, they're certainly not gonna wanna sponsor my show after saying that. Um, but um, I also, I have my feelings about all the phone makers, by the way. It's not fair that our phones die after two to three years and how much we pay yeah. for them, but whatever. That's, That's a different conversation for another day and a different business model to tackle. So um, with that said, you also got the ability to put these shows on programs like Podbooker, um, right? Which is the company I'm, I'm CEO of. Um, so I have a bias there, but I would love to see you if you have a show Put it on Podbooker if you are interviewing guest experts or guests in general of any type. So it's a great place where you can easily get connected to people who could be excellent fits for your show. And it's got a it's got a free version that you can utilize. Um, so uh, feel free to log into that and show showcase what ours looks like if you if you have the ability to. Um, but ultimately, we have our pr profile so that I can get I can guest on shows and expand our audience or we have the ability to invite guests uh, that are already curated based on what we read in their profiles, what we see um, in terms of their reviews, and it streamlines the process of coordinating so that it's easy to know we just use this platform to coordinate for podcasts. I absolutely love it and believe, and believe very heavily in what Daniel Geffen um, and, and Jace have been able to build with that so far. So there we go. There's the profiles. The podcast profile is now live. Woo! Jaime got that on there just a couple of weeks ago. Um, we got the RSS portion updated today. Um, so that that's now going to distribute, this show is going to start distributing on iTunes and Google, etc. We didn't launch this show with the anticipation of, Hey, let's launch it and immediately be the equivalent of a New York times bestselling podcast. That wasn't the point. The point was to figure it out as we go, plan it out, um, like normal human beings, um, and see what we have to learn through the process using some of our greatest resources like Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income, phenomenal guide. Uh, John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire, phenomenal guide. We didn't need to purchase their materials to launch the way that we wanted to launch, but I have studied their materials for years and years and years and their methodologies and what they train and teach. I have absolute admiration for both of them and how they build their programs. And that has a massive influence and impact on how we chose to launch what we're, what we're launching. And I'm sure we'll make that those relationships. Uh, we'll, we'll get those relationships to go full circle uh, within the foreseeable future, probably by the end of the year is my guess. Um, but what else, uh, what else do you feel has gone into this? I mean, what are some of the lessons we had to learn as we wrap up? Um, well, we have to always set up the systems on how we're getting the guests together. So that's still a work in progress, which we're still yep. continuing to improve. And everything we're doing is always continuing to improve. I guess that that's one of the mentalities that we have. And it, yeah. that also makes us different because we constantly want to make changes and we want to improve as we uh, continue to optimize and grow. Um, and so that getting to that part where we know how to invite guests, getting the guests together. We are now using Podbooker as, as we got everything all set up. So we're going to start using the platform as it should be to book the different guests that are in the platform. But we're also reaching out through different uh, social medias to people who have that genuine interest in us and simply just want to connect and want to share their stories. 
So those are part of the procedures that we're putting in place and we should uh, be optimizing as we go. And then just having this benefit of the RSS feed will let us share everything in the different platforms as we continue to grow and the episodes keep on coming. So uh, we also want to, I guess, invite people to come in and 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 simply message us. I mean, we we're open to a, to a conversation, genuine conversation, uh, simply getting to know people, uh, get to align with them, and get them on the show. Absolutely, um, not not trying to steal your thunder here. Um, building building on top of what you talked about, for instance, you know, we we do have a LinkedIn automation um, that connects us to relevant prospects who would be great candidates for the show. Um, and ultimately the invitation is a very soft invitation um, that allows them to get connected to me, then invites them, and then we can evaluate, are they individuals that make sense for, for having on the show or not? Um, you know, in this process of building that out, building a reporting structure, uh, one that's actionable, uh, right? That's what that last page was, is it's my ability to take action on what my team has been able to produce and put together um, so that it's very easy for us as a brand to know, okay, here's my messaging sequence and what it looks like based on the team setting up. Here's what my campaign performance looks like. Here's the connections that it's been connecting us to on a regular basis. Uh, you know, Here's our engagement rates um, and reply rates. And this was a particularly very, very low reply rate, by the way. And on the flip side of the reply rate, it was extremely highly high quality um, with the ones who did connect. Um, and sometimes we have campaigns that are, are the exact opposite. Um, you know, there's been a lot of testing that goes into the process, but assessing KPIs, knowing how many prospects are in the pipeline, uh, building this out one step at a time. How do you eat an elephant? You eat an elephant one step, at, one bite at a time. Um, you know, you, you can't do it um, too well any other way. Um, the same is true with business. So we're actually, we're going to include you guys today a little bit on what's called the debrief, right? So after we finish the episode, Jaime and I take time to evaluate how do we, you know, celebrate first. When you're debriefing, it's so important to celebrate the great that's happening. Woo! <laughs> you did amazing on this, brother. Um, by the way, this is- You did great. too, Jackson. <laughs> I loved it. It was fun. And so we celebrate. We also go into what can, you know, what do we do well? That's another big one, right? Starting on the positive. What do we do well? Count the blessings. Be grateful for what you're doing. Then we move into what do we? What can we improve? How can we optimize this experience? How can we provide more value to those that we're serving? And a lot of times that leads us to agenda items that we then need to articulate. Okay, these are the activities we agreed upon. Let's get them. How are we going to distribute them? Who's going to do the work? What system are we going to log that in so we don't lose sight of it, so we actually take action? Then on Monday, if we do that on our Wednesday show, like the, our Tuesday show, like today, and our Wednesday show as well, we also start the shows. We show up 20 minutes. Is it 20 minutes early, Jaime, that you show up? 20 minutes. I'm supposed yeah. to be there 20 minutes early. Um, sometimes I'm there five minutes late um, <laughs> and late for the show itself. Sometimes I'm there on time. Um, I'm getting better at it. And we use that time as well to kind of discuss how we're going to put the show together, what questions um, came up, how can we honor the guest as well as possible, et cetera. And then on Mondays, there's another meeting in place. I think there's just one meeting on Mondays for the podcast development. Is yep, that correct? It's in the morning. Yeah. Yep. And I, I designed the meeting, I think, two years ago. Um, I, created, <laughs> and I, created, I created the agenda for it. I left it on my calendar, repeating on Mondays. Every once in a while, I'd go back to it. But what it was, it was a reminder to go to the gym, so to speak. It was a constant. I could have deleted it. I was like, no, I'm going to keep this here and it's going to bother me um, you know, until I do it or remind me that I need to move my visions, my life forward to a degree where I can get this on track. Sometimes I would know that I was so overwhelmed. I would postpone the event from bothering me for months, but I refuse. What's cool is events there that took me years of preparation. I now assign my team members to those and I don't go. The team works on it. So at the podcast development meeting on Mondays, they have all the little questions that I've developed over time and all of the goals that we want to want to accomplish. And we refine that agenda. They learn how to refine agendas. But now they're every Monday, they're working on moving the podcast forward 
based on the years of vision that I've planned into it without me having to be present. Um, and then I get to ultimately evaluate and assess and say, holy crap, amazing. You guys got this stuff launched. You did this, this, and this. This is amazing. And it just feels so awesome to have a team that's able to put those those realities together with me and ultimately for me too. Um, and so it's, it's a huge honor. Thank you for doing so well on that, Jaime. Um, we will do a little bit more debrief after we end the show. Um, I don't want to go too long uh, after the fact, but again, if you're a visionary, if you're an entrepreneur, you're looking to build things that are amazing, do not hesitate to reach out to us and contact us. We've also got a very new lead magnet that's cool to give away. I didn't include it in the show notes. We will after the fact, but it's the uh, five top tips for attracting hosts, expert hosts to want to host you on their show. There are things that you can do to influence a host that you should be doing anyway, but that most people aren't aware of. They may not have the uh, the emotional intelligence. They may not have the training um, of such. One one such thing that I needed trained on was Robert Kiyosaki taught, um, or John Maxwell, one of them in a in a recording with Darren Hardy on Success Magazine. To when you receive somebody's business card, to actually look at it, like to honor them enough to study it and ask them questions about it and show them that you care about who they are by doing such. I, if I hadn't been told that, I would have done what I've watched everybody else in life do, which is take the business card and shove it in your pocket. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know that feeling. Um, well, actually, I was just just a quick, I was taught that you're supposed to receive it with both hands. You're supposed to look at it and then you put it away. That's how I showed too. Cool. Um, and I didn't know that, the two-hand thing, but it makes sense. Uh, I mean, it's a very humble, um, honoring position to put yourself into. Uh, a position of surrendering to the value of who's in front of you. Um, and that doesn't mean you're surrendering who you are, your identity. It means you have honor and respect for the person you're talking to. So thank you for adding that. Um, that's a that's a great realization. Those are the types of things. Anyway, this, this ebook that's coming out, so to speak, um, it's got five excellent tips for how to impress show hosts and gain their, inspire them to say, you know what? I really would love to have this guest on my show. It can get you indoors that normally you would not be accepted into unless you had a certain level of authority, clout, and credibility associated with you and with that person. This can get you in with absolute strangers at the highest levels if you utilize it effectively. And please utilize it if you have extreme value to provide to the world um, you know, or relevant value, extreme value can be as small as a smile and a hello to a stranger, especially in today's world. Um, so don't take my words out of context, your value when you're willing to show up and bless people's lives and inspire them is enough uh, to be of value to many, many people on this earth. Thank you so much for your time. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're grateful to, to be serving you with Vision Pros Live. We look forward to the future. If you have any requests, any things you'd like to see us do to improve and enhance the value of our show, then don't hesitate to leave comments on that. If you have benefited from this, please share the show, like, subscribe, and we'll see you on the other side. Everybody have a fantastic evening. Bye, guys. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. We optimize them as the months go by. This is 